Jumping is scary. When you first jump, your parachute is not going to open right away. I would love to tell you that it would, that when you quit your job, you'll just have a shop full of clients. It ain't gonna happen. The chute don't ever open right away. You gonna get some skin toe off you on them rocks. At times, it's gonna feel like it's an uncontrollable tumble. But let me tell you this. If you don't ever jump, your parachute will never open. You will never soar. Now, you'll be safe. You'll sit there with that parachute on your back, all them skills you got and your skills you got, and you'll have it packed away, and you, you'll never get cut up on the rocks. Don't jump, and you'll never get cut up. But if you do not jump, you will never soar. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now, let's start the show. Ready. Uh, I guess I'm ready. But, but. Is that a new song you made up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does it make you happy? Mm-hmm. If it makes you happy, then it makes me happy. Yeah, I'm glad you're happy or whatever. <laughs> you I love whatever. happy people. <laughs> happy people make the world go round. I don't know. They do because everybody can't be mad all the time. Like yep. you need help. You need happy people. But they don't make the world go round. Who makes the world go round? Mean people. Everybody. I mean, you need no, a little bump bit of drama down. in your life. Bump down. No. No. They don't do nothing but be a pain in the ass. You want everybody to be like those kids on um, A Wrinkle in Time where they were like all in sync and they were bouncing the basketballs at the same time and then their moms came to get them for dinner at the same time. Yeah. Happy people made a world. No. Uh, you don't think so? Mm-mm. It's just all people. Yeah. Happy, I think, mean, I think mad, you need a cute, ugly. All of you. All of you. Especially ugly. <laughs> Yeah, because they Superman. They don't get their work done. They don't get their work done quick. Them the ones you go to the line, they got an attitude. They slamming stuff. Let me get Exactly. Give you something to talk about. True. All the people. I guess you're right. I don't need downright hateful people, but you know. Ugly people. (laughs) Sounds so bad. Ugly acting people. Ugly acting people. That's a better, that's a nicer way to say it. Ugly acting. You're acting (laughs) ugly. What if somebody was being rude to you? In the store or something, you just like, I just want you to know you're acting very ugly. Ma'am. You've never said that to anybody? No. I have. You saw somebody acting ugly. Absolutely. I would I would be like, you acting ugly and your mama probably ugly. That's why you're so mad. That's why you can't say it. No, See, you take it a little too far. I know, I do. So that's why I'm just like, let me be quiet because I don't have time to be pulling nobody over the counter. And I know you will. I sure will. All five two of me. Because she is not to be played with. Not to be messed with. I'm not. <laughs> Uh, the one nor the two. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. What's up, B? Girl, nothing. What's up, y'all? We black like we never left. We black. We black. We black. We black. We black. I'm a girl named Tiffany. I'm Courtney B. And this is episode 17 of the Culture Shock Podcast. Y'all been rocking with us since January 1. That's crazy. It's flown by. I know. It's the end of April. Get ready to come up on May, Mother's Day, graduations, wedding season, wedding season, prom season is underway. I know. I've seen some prom dresses already, and my cousins are going in about two weeks in my hometown, and 
everybody just looks so gorgeous. They've taken it to like a whole nother level. Did you see the girl in the casket? Yeah, she needed an ass whoop. <laughs> no, she, she didn't. She would have no, needed a casket when I got done with her. No, she did That's not. That's ridiculous you, and you, stupid. It is, but you know who needed their ass whoop? Her mama. Her mama. Yeah, and her daddy. Like, yeah, we gonna put you in that casket. Mm-hmm. Not casket. Not casket. Casket. We gonna put you in the casket. Girl, get, get your ass up out of there. That's what I would have said. If, if she would have even came to me and said it, I would have been like, shut your dumb ass up. <laughs> Look, you ain't getting in no damn casket. That's exactly what I would have said. As a matter of fact, you're not going to the prom. You, you ain't Y'all even going to go to your room for asking me that dumb ass question. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's what black mama do. That was a God. dumb ass question. Take your dumb ass to your room. <laughs> Ain't no problem for dummies. And then dumb she gonna ass. call your aunt. She gonna call her sister on the phone. You know what this girl just asked me. And be saying it loud too. Yes. Let me tell you what this dumb ass just asked me. <laughs> <laughs> black mamas have no remorse. They None. don't care. They will make you feel. And do not apologize. And then a couple hours later, come to your room and be like, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you dumb, but that that's not a good idea. Who mama apologized? My dog. My mama, oh, my mama apologized to me. No, after, no, no, Listen, after she tore my ass up and then I could barely breathe, <laughs> she would hit me with the, well, come here. I just, I did it for you. No, you did not. You did it because you got mad and you whooped my ass. And now I'm sitting here about to go into a full-blown asthma attack. That's good though. That's healthy. Like yeah, she would always she hug me apologize. after she my ass. Now my mama would be like, "Well, <laughs> well, it, what? It, it would be immediate. It would be a while after she moves out and, mm-hmm. and calmed down because my mom was the type. We didn't get many whoops, mm-hmm. but when we but did, when you did, it was an ass whoop. So she would have to calm, she have to calm down and then revisit the situation. And be like, "Don't do that again." Like. You know, this is more right. for you. She, I mean, she would hit me with that. It was this a was teacher more moment for you than it was, you know, or this hurt me more than it hurt you. She would hit me with that. I hate that, girl. Line. Nobody, I don't, I don't think anybody's ever said that to me. I can think of one whooping in my whole entire life. I really mean this that I got that I actually deserved. Just one. So, like whoopings that I've gotten, or like if I've been hit or something like that. Once she finds out that I actually didn't do anything. She wouldn't apologize. She'd be like, "Well, I was scared." Every whooping I got, I ain't deserve. Stop I ain't deserve it right none now. Of them. The major ones, I did not deserve. I don't believe you. You look like you were bad. <laughs> I was not. You can ask my mom. Everybody knows I was a good kid. Everybody loved me. Do y'all Everybody hear how wanted her me voice went like really high pitched? I n- that's no. the sign of the somebody major, who is telling a tale. Listen, I got a whooping on my birthday one morning. Don't nobody deserve no whooping on their birthday. I got a whooping on Christmas Eve. Don't know why I deserve was, a whooping on Christmas Eve. What was Come you on. for on your birthday? Because I told her I wish my daddy was here to take me somewhere and not her. <laughs> she did deserve your whooping. <laughs> <laughs> well, Woo. I meant what I, I said. What, what I, I said. said. And I meant it. I wanted my daddy to take me somewhere, not you. Jameen Self. And See, she it's my probably the way that you said it, She told my ass up and put me on, on the bus, crying and everything on my birthday. That, Bye. Yeah. It's probably the way that you, you probably was acting Ooh, ugly. And you know I'm not a morning person anyway. And I had an attitude, and it was my birthday. I felt like I was, you know, able to pop off a little bit. Girl, tore my ass up with a shoe and sent me on to school, whips and all. Have a nice day. Happy birthday. Your whooped ass. <laughs> now, see, that sounds like something I, I would probably say. <laughs> Yeah. Now get on on that bus. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was going to take you to school because it's your birthday. But since you're acting that ugly, get on that bus. The door. <laughs> the door. And you better not miss that bus. You're going to get another ass whooping. Girl. Yeah. yeah, I had one of those mamas. 
She didn't care. So what whooping did you deserve? I did. Tiffany, are no, you listening to me? I heard what you said, and I, I don't believe you. You have gotten a whooping. Of the whooping. The only you one have whooping gotten I deserve. Okay. The only there one whooping go. I deserve. Because there was one. That I can remember mm-hmm. was, do you remember in the grocery store, they still may have them. I haven't seen them in a long time. But you remember the the canisters that were in the grocery store that had all the different candies mm-hmm. in it. And you're supposed to get it out and weigh it and then take it to the front page yes. for it. I ain't even do that today. I just put it in the bag and left. <gasps> you were stealing. I was little bitty. I didn't. I, I really didn't know. I was like little. I was like in elementary school. I wasn't thinking about it. I just took the shit. Because I'm like, oh, well, mine now. Girl, I got home was just a chomping. Just she was like, "Where you, you get that candy?" candy? Mm-hmm. Girl, tore my ass up and took the candy. I was so distraught. I remember I cro- I was a big like under the bed kid. Like I would get under my bed and be under there like hiding and stuff. Girl, I crawled under my bed and just cried. My little self on the sleep. And the next thing I know, she was <laughs> pulling me out, put me in the bed. Like she whooped my ass. You just she could have gotten in trouble for you stealing that candy like that, right? And she, I mean, you know, I'm just chomping away like la la la, free but candy. You knew it cost. Did I know? I didn't know. I don't think I did. I may have been and just didn't care. I was probably like bad kid. I was probably like seven. Bad kid. That's old enough. Second grade. No. That's the whooping I got that I deserved. But see, I other than I that, I didn't deserve grade. any other whoopings. The other whoopings I got was all at somebody else's. There was somebody else's fault. Like my brother. They weren't my fault. My I brother promise. Is older than you. It doesn't matter. Yes, he's older than me, and he got me in. He he didn't get me in trouble. Well, yes, he did. Him and my cousin Mark got me like a real beating because we were out there like <laughs> starting forest fires almost. Oh my god! But I was I was just watching. I was just watching because they wouldn't let me do it. But then I went in the house and my mom was like, "What y'all are doing?" And I was like, "Nothing." Went on about my business and then like a it wasn't a tragedy, but an ambulance had to get called. Mm-hmm. So even though I wasn't doing anything. I came in the house when this was going on and she asked me, what are y'all back there doing? And I said, nothing. nothing. And that was a lie. And I got my ass whooped. But did he? Yes. We both did. Oh. And I was like, I ain't even doing that. She was like, but you came in here and looked me in my face and told me they wasn't doing it. You should have told on them. So I'm whooping your ass too. So we all got our ass whooped. Well, at least y'all were a team. <laughs> yeah, and then we cried and then I think she like cooked something and we played Monopoly and that was the end of it. Even, wouldn't have been no monopoly that night if the if the ambulance had to be called. Well, look, v, what, y'all are terrible. He was alive. He didn't. The boy y'all was some terrible kids. And it was y'all his fault. was. We didn't. That, do, no, that was his fault. Okay. He took a, a shovel and like busted the can and it hit the can and the can exploded in his face. Okay. We didn't do that. He did that. But we are the ones who initiated the playing with the carburetor spray and lightning. You know how they be like. Like a torch. Yes. That's I mean, what we were doing. Well, that's what they were doing. I was watching. Because, of course, they weren't going to let me do it. But That sounds like stuff you do in the country when you're and, a kid, though. And Seriously. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, it was... Nothing was happening until he busted the can with the shovel and it exploded and got in his eyes. And he was, like, flipping out saying he couldn't see. Okay. So... So, he couldn't see. And then, once he finally could see, he still got a whooping. I don't know if he got a whooping because he got an ambulance and went to the hospital. Okay. He probably didn't. Yeah. No, he didn't. We Y'all got because <laughs> he was at our Dang. house. Yeah, so that's a long story, but so that was one. That I don't feel like I deserve it because they were older than me. My brother is seven years older than me. I'm just out there watching because it's you know it's flames and so I'm like ooh like this is wow you know I was a kid. Yeah, I think the last time I really got hit 
like I said, I only deserved one, which is the one I got by my mom when I was in the second grade. But this girl named Sunny, who was new to my neighborhood, let me tell you what I did. <clears throat> I let this little girl compete. This is the last time I was a follower. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> the last, uh, the first, and the last. Follow time. right on into that butt whooping. What? So we had, you know, like a a laundromat across from where we stayed, and there was this girl in the neighborhood that they let me play with. And she convinced me to take the clothes out of the dryer. This this man had washed his clothes. Like, back in the day, if you live in an apartment complex, like, you wash your clothes, you put them in the washing machine, you go back home. You know what time they stop. You come back, put them in the dryer, you go back home, and then come get your clothes. So, most of the time, it was empty in there. Just the clothes would be going. And the kids would go in there and play. And I remember one day, it had rained. This man washed his white clothes, put them in the dryer, Sonny convinced me to take the clothes out of the dryer with her and put them like in mud puddles. Let me tell you how Ooh, I, I would have tore you up. I would have tore you slam I'm up. I'm still like this to this day. Let me tell you how I got a whooping. This is so bad. Uh-uh. After we were done, we put the clothes back in the dryer because the money, I mean, you know, hadn't run out. <laughs> So the mud was drying on the clothes. I don't know. I was in the second grade. Oh, but oh, I was old enough to uh-uh, know better. Uh-uh. But you weren't. Mm-mm. You weren't old no. enough to know that take somebody's clothes and put them in a mud puddle. I wasn't a bad kid like you. I, I was, was not a bad kid. I was precious, okay? Even though my nickname was Miss Thang before Monica. See what I'm Blue? saying? But I wasn't bad. I just had a little sassy way. With moving your hand moving like you my hand. right and now. All my pictures, I had my hand on my head. See? <laughs> So, I go in the house after that's over. I go in the house. I wash my hands. And my mom's like, so, what you been doing? Oh, God. What do I do? Magic question right there. I, now, I do the opposite of what you did. You got a whooping for lying. lying. I got a whooping for telling the truth. Well, you should have got a whooping. I mean, yes. As an you adult, were actually I doing something. This. I wasn't doing anything. I was just a spectator. But what's so crazy is my dad, when I was done getting a whooping, like my mom was floored. She literally couldn't believe that this little precious child that she has that never gets into any precious. trouble was outside putting people's precious. clothes. I, I'm serious. Now, you better ask did, about me. I I'm never sweet. did that. I never took somebody's white clothes that were in a dryer. I mean, why would you do that? That's not even normal. I don't oh know why I did God. it. I'm just telling you why I got the one whooping I deserved. And then the last time so I got So what did y'all do about the man's clothes? Nothing. <laughs> Tiffany! That man came back and see all his white... Girl! Now see, in high school, like if, if it was oh me, Lord. if I was the mom, I would have made my child go. We would have sat in that laundromat till that man came back and my child would have apologized. To that man, but she didn't make me do that. And then when I was a teenager, I was already working. One time, my friend Rico bought me home from work because my mom worked like third shift. Mm-hmm. And so she would get up and come get me because it was close. Like I worked at KFC, so it was close to where I live, but it was too dark to walk at night. And I worked with Rico's cousin, Stephanie. We're still friends to this day. And so he was bringing Stephanie home. So he was like, I'll drop you off at home. <laughs> oh, my mama knows Rico and everything. Like she had no problem with that. But she woke up and called the job to see what time I got. Over. You know, like if they don't have enough work, they'll send you home. Mm-hmm. So I was literally on my way home. And when she opened that door, she slapped me so hard, Courtney, like my back was aching. Like she, but she was terrified. Yeah, she thought sometimes she didn't know where you were. Where has you were. not apologized to this day. Like. But the bad part is the manager that was there, 
I'm not saying she does, because now when I see her, she's, like, really nice to me or whatever. But you know how it is, like, when you're younger, like, oh, I mean, not old people, but older women can be really nasty to oh, young Oh, yeah, girls. I had one that, that was nasty to me when I worked at McDonald's for, like, three months. Same. McDonald's was my first job, and I had one that Ooh, was mean girl. to me there. But when my mama called, instead of saying, because it's a small town, everybody knows everybody. She didn't say, Rico is, on the, is bringing her home. She said she left here with some boy. <gasps> you knew. You knew that was going to upset my mama. She hit me so hard, Courtney. And I, when I say I bring it up, all every chance I get, I bring it up. She still has not apologized to this day. If y'all see my mama, tell her she owe me an apology. I mean, say it nicely because don't be trying to check my mama in public because then I'll be mad with you. But I'm just saying. Why are older women sometimes nasty. so mean and nasty to younger girls? I, I had one know. like that that was nasty to me. And I thought I was like... The sweetest thing, girl, mm-hmm. and I only worked at, honey, I, no shade to anybody because I love to pull up at me a good fast food service place if I'm really just wanting it or in a time crunch. But, child, you, y'all only got me that one time. Mm-hmm. You ain't never got me again. I ain't, I worked there for three months. My, see, my first job was in the grocery store. So okay. it was air conditioned. It was clean. I never wanted. To I got to wear my little makeup and stuff, and be like, "Oh, you know, let me skin your little groceries." Like, go home. I started working at McDonald's for like three months, and this bit gonna tell me that I had to work till one o'clock in the morning. And I said, "No, she does I'm not." Sorry, what? No, no, I don't have to work till close. How old were you? Because I thought that was I was like sixteen or seventeen, and I was like, "No, I don't." And I was like, "Cause number one, I don't have a ride." She gonna say, "Well, you can walk, ma'am." Where my pocketbook? Where's my purse? I walk. She's right now. Right on home in the daylight. And, mm-hmm. I, and you won't see me again. And I did not go back. Oh, well, I didn't go back for that. We negotiated that. What I didn't go back for was when I graduated from high school, she told me I requested to be off a of baccalaureate. Yeah, yeah. She told me I can't be off. Ma'am. Oh, it it always amazes mind? me when people are do you that. out of your What are you talking about? I can't be off. Well, this is my last day. And that's what I told her because I will not be back. What do you mean I can't be off a of baccalaureate? Like, I'm graduating high school. Right. And I'm supposed to miss it to come up here and flip some damn burgers? But I, I had already cut that out anyway. Because you, I said, look, you can put me on that back window, but other than that, I can't do it. Listen. I'm not I'm not making no burgers. I'm not, because I got burnt on the fry rack. I'm like, that is oh, yeah. it. I'm not, I will be on the window. I will never <laughs> know what the history, I will not mm-hmm. never, but there's a, a black man in Sanford. His name was Bill Pretty. And he owned both of the McDonald's in Sanford, which was a big deal because, mm-hmm. I mean, he owned both of the McDonald's, girl, and he was black. And on my 15th birthday, <clears throat> I went up there with my little worker's permit. It was like, yes, mm-hmm. it is I, <laughs> Tiffany Richmond. I am ready to work give me a job and he was like you know what i'm giving you a job and he would come up to mcdonald's and if i was not at that window he was like y'all better put this little pretty girl at this window she got that pretty smile i want her here if i come back in here and she's flipping burgers some people gonna be in trouble he used to come in there and regulate to make Mm -hmm. sure my behind was at the window or like at the front counter smiling yeah i would get the counter too yeah that's it i'm not no i'm sorry y'all and I just believe in putting stuff in the atmosphere. And I've been doing it my whole life. And I've been saying this my whole life. She's not made for hard labor. Mm-mm. She's not. No, no, no. Smart no. labor, not hard labor. Smart. Not, I'm not made for that. So I'm, I don't want to be greasy. I don't want to be smelly. And I've never worked in any type of food industry since then. 
It was fun when I worked with my friends, but it's not something I would want to do long term. No. Man, we just going on and on. How was your weekend? I had a good weekend. I had a really good weekend. Wait a minute. You printed kind of hard. What did you do? I can't say. Your eyes open. (laughs) I can't say, say, but just know I had a good time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I got some business stuff done. And I just had a good weekend. I got some rest. I made some dollars. Well, yeah, right. What's that? No. Um, what's that is when you fall asleep at eight o'clock. <laughs> I mean, snoring. You know, you you be like nice. it wasn't even like a oh I just doze off. Right. It was lights, TV off, yeah, gone. I'm like gone. didn't even you. I didn't even plug my phones up because you know I'm Kevin Gates. Right. <laughs> I got, really. You know I'm Kevin Gates out here. I got two phones. One for the I got I one for the house. <laughs> That's what but, she was doing this weekend. No, not with the Oh, hoes. okay, okay. No, she don't talk about hoes. Okay. Hoes stay in the closet. That's where they... Oh, exactly. So what did you do with your weekend? Don't get on me. Like, you be having me spilling all my teas and stuff. I have no tea to spill, so, uh, you know, I, I rely on yours. I, I'm going to stop telling my tea. Because people be sending me messages and stuff, and I'll be like, oh, I just told too much of my tea. But I don't be saying no names, though. Exactly. Your secrets are safe with me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so last week I was telling you guys I was headed to Vegas right after I came back from my birthday trip. Did you, you know? fist pump? I actually did. You know, <laughs> it's funny because I, I went to Vegas because of work. And whenever I met my coworkers, my coworkers were coming from San Fran, of course. So whenever we met out there, like, we had a lot of celebrating to do. I had celebrated a birthday. We, you know, had gotten good news. And one of my coworkers, um, Ken, shout out to my coworker, Ken, who also had a birthday, came out there. It was actually his day. And he immediately went to the slots and won, like, a a buttload of money. So that was pretty awesome. And then, so what they did was, since I was in town, they bought a, um, a booth. At, you know, one of the clubs or whatever. Got bottle service. OT Genesis was there. So that was pretty push dope. It, push it, push it, push exactly. it. Exactly. Push it. Go get the money. Go get the money. Go get the money. Go get the Which money. Which is exactly what I'm trying to do at all times. Was everybody mad? Was everybody you, you listen, booth, everybody you know mad? that's my song now. Especially <laughs> shout out to Beyonce. So when he came in, that's like the first song, the first full song that he did. And I was like, I'm so glad I know all the words to this. I was going hard. I was like standing up on the couches and everything. They were just going crazy. It was like a I really good feel, mo- feel used, good moment. It used to be on my workout playlist. Mm-hmm. And then I took it off. But then I put it back on of after Beachella. Because I was like, I got to put this back part on one. my playlist. Beachella part one. After Beachella part one. Yes. Um, and I got retri- to talk about something that I said. Um, on the last episode, I thought about it. When I said that I didn't see no good Coachella outfits. I seen a few. Tiana Taylor had a good one. And then um, Beachella Part 2, I seen a lot more cute outfits. Yeah, we don't get there. I'm just being for real. They I heard what you said. They did. They stepped they it up. They heard what you said. But this this past weekend, I said, okay, y'all cute or whatever. I seen some some cute stuff. Mm-hmm. That first one had me. I guess people, you know, I probably would have been the same way. I'm like, look, I don't even care. I'm focused on getting up here to see B. Right. Same. And I did have some of my friends. Go go and relay the same sentiment that I had already said after our last festival trip that right. they're not doing it no more. <laughs> no more. That's it. And I was like, say they did it. I said that last time. I was like, I, I, the, the standing and the being smushed and people being too people tall. People being on me and if, if you guys 
I don't like or, that smell, so. No, and if and people like will pee on themselves and stand there because they don't want to lose their spot. I don't. People be throwing up. I no. And if anybody like knows me personally, I'm a highly like I get anxious, mm-hmm. and being tight like that just makes my skin. It just makes me feel like I'm gonna jump out of my skin. Right. So I was like, I love Beyonce Giselle, but we will see her in concert. I will see you when I'm in my seat mm-hmm. in the air conditioned. Well, no, is it in a stadium or is it in a stadium? Well, I'll be all right. Right. I'll let you know I won't be standing. Exactly. Put it like that. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. Um, so because OT Genesis was there, it's crazy because I had a good time doing that. <clears throat> and then I was reading a story, or a story was sent to me about how remember when Coco came out? Like I'm in love with the Coco. Mm-hmm. Do you know that the person who made the beat for that song was like a high schooler, and he made the beat on his computer? I saw a clip of JD on the Breakfast Club talking about how. He went down south to give this guy, um, this kid, a deal. And the boy had put the song on the internet for $200. Dumb. Just anxious to get the music out there so much so that he put the, he put it on the internet for $2,000. And then OT Genesis purchased it and made millions off of that. And that boy probably... I'd be sick, mm. you hear me? He probably ain't made another song that good since. <laughs> on his school computer, girl. But, I mean, how do you know? You don't know, but I'm saying I'm, I, maybe that's a testament to patience. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know because you never really do know, but I just thought that was a really interesting story. Um, and he probably thought he was doing so. I made $200. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's $200. It's $200. But maybe when you're in high school, you don't know. You don't know, you don't but know. that sucks. Yeah, on, on his school computer on Fruity Loops. That's nuts. I'm going to start making beats, too. I can make me some music. Because some of these songs be dumb as hell. And they just be playing. I be like, somebody is calling the radio requesting. That's why I listen to the radio. That's the other thing, yes. Bye. Well, that's a whole other story for another day. But anyway, when I got back from Vegas, that same night at um, here in Charlotte, they had the Eric B. Rakim I saw show. you, and I was like, top. Flag. Time out, flag on the play. Flag on the play. Last yeah. minute decision. When you come back and then be all up in concerts, I seen you on Facebook talking about Tiffany Richmond is attending. And I was like, okay, Eric B and Rakim. And then I said, seen Charlotte. I said, what, Charlotte? just in Vegas? So you just gonna come? You gonna sneak back in the city and not let us sister know? What if I want to go see Eric B and Rakim? You know what? If it makes you it's feel any better. It's been a long better. time. We shouldn't have left you. Hey, without a note, beat the step two. What if I When I to tell go? you, the men, I, it made me happy because the men, the black men were in there. Oh, I know they were. in their whole him. life. But they weren't just rapping. They were rapping and dancing like Aww. there was no tomorrow. It just made me feel so good. So, I love that. Me. I love black men. Me too. In my NZ. I and love black men. Yo-Yo opened. Um, Sunshine Anderson. Open with yo yo. Yes, she did the whole song too. Come on, sunshine. Um, Greg (laughs) Nice was there. Special Ed, they brought out a lot of people. Special Ed is my friend on Facebook. He always be commenting and talking to me and stuff. I didn't do that. I know. I could have been like, hey, Facebook friend, hey, hey, Ed. Right. He was fine back in the day. He was. Points back in the day with a T, capital T on the end. With a capital T, everybody wanted to be like special. He had the little curly hair and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He was a cutie pie. 
But I know that was a good vibe. It, it was a good really feel. It really was. But I'm exhausted because the next day we got in the car, drove to Georgia. Girl, no. Wait. Yes. You weren't jet lagged? Yes. I'm jet lagged right now. <laughs> oh, poor baby. So, drove to Georgia. Um, At least you got somebody good that can hold you tonight while you sleep. Uh-uh. Ah! Anyway, I'm just saying, listen, uh-uh. I'm going home to my dog, okay? I'm going home with you. In a blanket. I'm going home with ain't you. Nobody, ain't nobody with a blanket. Ain't nobody holding me. I got to hold what? myself, so okay? That, that was the end of my weekend. <laughs> it was Earth Day on Sunday. Prince's death anniversary was this weekend. So, of course, I had a few moments. Um, Purple. But that was, that was the extent of it. So you had a busy week. School. You need to take you Good. a day off to do nothing. Please. You need a mental health day. I'm serious. I agree, but that probably won't come for a while. I had to start scheduling them. It's important. Like, I will just, like, pick a Friday, like, every month, and mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm either going to take a half a day or a day off. Yeah. Just for my mental sanity. Because, girl, you will burn yourself out. Self-care is important. That's true. And if you don't, if you don't take it for yourself, your body will... Take it. Your but your body will shut, shut you down, down all the way, like <laughs> the door. <laughs> oh no, you, that's your statement for today. It the is door. the door. Like right. oh, you thought I was playing with you? Uh-uh. The door. Yeah. Okay. So um, other than that, that's it. You I, had a good fun weekend. I have a busy weekend this weekend coming up, so I tried to chill and get the things done that I needed to do. Right. So this weekend I can skirt skirt out of town. Nice. Take me with you. Don't Come take on, let's me with go. you. I'm not going that far. I'm just going to Raleigh. Um, my friend Marie is turning 40, and so she's having some things Friday and Saturday night. And she's just like, I'm telling you, like, God just put such strong examples of black women in my life. Mm-hmm. And she's like my travel crush, my house crush, my boss chick. Cr- I just love her. She just came back from Amsterdam. She be everywhere. What? Yes, I'm honey. trying to be like Marie. Marie be before everywhere. the year is out. Marie is a boss, and I love her. And so I'm going down there to celebrate with her um, on her birthday. You well, for her birthday, <clears throat> ask Marie for me the um, spots I need to hit up if I can get to Amsterdam before the year is out. I need to know where to eat. Yeah, she posted all her Instagram stories, kiss, all the coffee shops, kiss in Belgium. She just came back from where did she go? Italy with her boo. Oh, girl, I was living off the. I said, oh. <laughs> Oh my god! It was yes. I just she's I just I just think she's awesome. And you know what? The, the thing I love about her is I felt like she's like our type of people. Mm-hmm. Like I barely knew this chick, and I had a job interview in Atlanta, and we were like friends on Facebook. We just met on Facebook. Okay, we would comment back and forth, and I checked in in Atlanta. And she was like, "Oh, girl, I'm here. Let's go eat." That's what I I love that y'all. I love that if you see me in your city. I mean now. Granted, I'm all over the place because it's usually for business. So if I don't have time, I don't have time. But if you see me check in in your city and you know, you know, we kind of know each other. Ask me out on a friend date. Exactly. We had a friend date and we've been cool ever since. She came to Charlotte for work, brought me something for my birthday, unexpected, a gift. I'm just like, Maria. Yeah. I love you. Thank you, sister. So I'm going to hang out with her this weekend and just... You know, meet some people. I don't know any of her friends and stuff. So, it'll be good to, like, network and meet some of her yeah, people. expand your circle. Expand the uh, circle and go out in Raleigh. Don't Even do though I'm a we girl We love person. places in Raleigh, though. Well, who? I um, like, who? Cam? 
art gallery. Yeah. I'm talking about go out places. Okay. I like clockwork. Now, it's a little bar down there called clockwork. I don't know who that DJ is, but he be rocking. And it be packed in there, and the drinks are strong. But other than that, I don't fool around in Raleigh. Okay, I heard well. the Haymaker is really good, so I'm going to have to check that out. But other than that, no. So I'm interested to see, like, what the vibe is going to be. And I think she's having something at her house. And so I'm just interested. You're going to have a good time. I'm so excited to, like, hang out with her. Go network and um, expand your circle because when your circle expands, mine does too. I know, right? So it's going to expand to Beyonce. Yeah. Wait, yes. <laughs> Do you see how excited yeah, I got? Like, yeah, I heard I you, that in there. but I didn't hear you. I slipped that right on in there. Hey, B. I mean, I know you ain't listening to maybe today, but once you start listening, you can go back to the episodes and be like, oh, snap. Yeah, she gonna, she, she's catching up on the episode. She's been busy with um, Beachella. She has been hella busy can we with talk Beachella. so people always say like b like i know her name is beyonce and that you spell it b-e-y right right but i always say bae because that's cuter to me no a hater gonna hate every time <laughs> on to so hey, good yeah. bad and indifferent of Look, course i'm gonna call her beyonce i'm gonna call her beyonce <laughs> <laughs> You are so silly. But she look, and Solange were so cute falling on the stage. That was really my um my one of my favorite parts. Solange loves dancing with her sister. Yes, she does, and that's their thing, and I just love it. I love it. The fact that they fell made it cuter. I love them. Me too. What about Michelle? People be getting on my nerves trying to go in on Michelle. Shout talk out about, to Michelle. Talk about poor Michelle. First of all, Michelle's not Michelle poor. Michelle is not She's not poor. She's definitely not poor. Number two, Michelle is... Friends with Beyonce. Okay. Sisters with Beyonce. Okay. Number three, she is in DC3. Okay. And she's newly engaged. Hello. Okay, with well, a fun God-fearing husband. Can we get a amen in the back for having a God-fearing husband? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Come on, vocals. Give it, give it up yes, for Michelle that, Williams and Chad Johnson. Yes, congratulations. And did you see where it said he um, saved for 11 years to buy her um, engagement ring? He had been saving for 11 years to buy that ring. I'm sorry, what? Yes, he saved for 11 years to buy that engagement ring. So I guess he, I mean, of course he knew he was going to meet somebody and marry them. Right, so he's just been saying, listen, don't get me started because that's a whole nother show for another day. But it's funny because even when men meet like the the woman that they think they're going to marry and they're like, this is the woman I want to marry. Like, yeah, if you don't start saving then, like, why? It, if it, Okay, I just had this conversation. So you wait till the last minute to save and then you complain about how much it costs. And it's like, I why? I don't want no complaints because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something for your husband if you're listening. I got to wear that ring every day. Courtney. So you best uh, get with my friends and be like, what do she like? Right. Because... I have no problems telling you, nope. Right. Not know that I won't marry you, but this right here. Now, some people have a problem with that, right? So, I I don't have mixed emotions about it. I, I have this debate all the time with men who think that they shouldn't have to invest in a ring, yes, right? Yes, you should. But no. here's my thing. These men that say that very thing, I watch what they spend money on, and I'm like, this is a wing, ring. A wing. This is a Give ring. Give me a wing, okay, Stevie? I'm not going back to the circle. I want a wing, Stevie. Exactly. Give me a wing, okay? Are you calling me Jocelyn? Don't that's do that. I'm just telling you. That's, you was kind of jocelyn Anyway. But, but, but she's going to wear this every day. 
and you know, for the rest of her life, unless you choose to upgrade or you guys choose to upgrade together. Meanwhile, you'll go buy a car and then that depreciates. And yes, it's your car and you can drive it. I watch men spend money on partying. I watch men spend money on shoes. I watch men spend excessively on alcohol. And don't, I'm just saying, it's a different conversation. And I just told somebody this today. I was like, there's a different conversation between saying, I'm not buying her that. I ain't doing all that versus I would love to buy you this, but I can't afford it right now. And I'm not That's even, a different conversation. And I'm not even talking about the size. I'm just talking about the overall look. Don't get me something that you... Gaudy. Yeah, or something that your grandma would have bought. Not unless you got it redone and added something and be like, right. you know, this is a family... Of course, I, just I was not the thought. Just put some thought into what you do. Don't come over here with no damn pea-sized ring that I wouldn't even buy myself and be like, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, like, this is not going to work for me. If you've asked me, like, after a year and a half or a year or whatever, and I, I say yes, you know, that's a different ring than if, if I've been holding it down for four or five years, six years. Somebody been with you for ten years and you come handing her something. It's like, man, you had time to save. You literally could have put down, put back $5 here, $5 there, put the change Listen, from your pocket. Let me, let me tell you something. I have, we are going on too long about this, but are, it's a big thing. But like, I had so-so credit and went right to Diamonds Direct and got a good amount of credit. Mm-hmm. It's ways around it. That's right. all I'm going to say. It's ways around it. Congrats to Michelle and Chad. They look happy. He adores her. They're going to have some beautiful babies. And I agree. They look so happy. The way she ran last week, ran into his arms yes. and like just jumped. They were already engaged. We just didn't know. Courtney, no, you don't. Uh, why don't I want that? Y'all should see how I'm staring at her right now. Do you? Ooh, child, I'm scared. Wait, because oh, in, in the words of Michelle, you're going to have to open up your heart. Like Yolanda? Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do me. And they say I'm the heathen. <laughs> I know the Yolanda Adams thing. Open up your heart. I at least know that much. But I, thought I know all he, the Clarks was the song, so don't play me. I thought it was cute whenever he said, when Jesus said yes, even Michelle can't say nothing. Right. <laughs> that was cute. That was so cute. I was like, you better be thoughtful with your book. Oh, I love that little video. Anyway. Moving on. Cause we y'all know we go off on a tangent, but just bear with us. I feel like this is gonna be a tangent episode, and what we were gonna talk about we'll get to next week. But y'all love us, so hang in there. Um, God. Anyway, since we're on Michelle, what else happened this week? I know I saw that. So we talked about Starbucks last week. Yes. I saw that they are planning on May 29th, which is like right around the corner. Is that this week or next week? No, that's next month. Is it May or April? April, April 29th. I'm sorry, that's this week. That's this week. So, April 29th, they're planning on shutting down all the Starbucks locations and doing um, racial bias education Mm -hmm. for all of their locations. I think they waited. It's like a little delayed because, of course, they have to get with their leadership, train their leadership, and then the leadership will go back to the Starbucks locations and train, quotation marks in the air, train those people. Mixed emotions? How you feel? I don't have any mixed emotions. Um, Cause you're a Starbucks girl. You like Starbucks. I do like Starbucks. I've been going to Dunkin' a little more. Uh huh. Um, just for that. taste consistency. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. You don't feel like Starbucks? No. Is, okay. No, and then a few times I went and my coffee was like cold. Oh, it's too expensive to be cold. Child, you should have heard my tire skirt. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> What is this shit? Like, no, this damn $5 coffee and this 
cold as hell. I could have made this at home. It would have been hot in the Keurig. Right. But anyway, um, I feel like after Starbucks got all the details, I feel like they've handled it appropriately. They're doing the things that they, they should do. But at the same time, I, did they fire her or not? I heard that they did fire her. The only issue I have is that the Starbucks employees aren't the only ones that were wrong. The police were. The police too. were wrong. Now, where's their uh, racial bias training? And I think it just puts things into a different context because our Starbucks, you don't have to have a code to go in the bathroom. But I can see how in the larger cities, the things that they experience are different. And that's why the only thing I didn't like was whenever they were asking the C, um, the CEO and then the African-American lady that's like the COO or whatever, mm-hmm. why did she even call the police? And they were just saying, well, there are some inconsistencies in the way the way that things are running in different stores in different parts of the U.S. Y'all need to get that together. Mm-hmm. Because like we were talking about like with the judges where – I may use my judgment and not put you in jail or give you probation, but then you may use your judgment and send somebody to the max. Same guidelines. Like the meat meal situation. Yes. Because there have been people who have basically done the same thing who have gotten off and then meat meal is still sitting in jail. Exactly. So she used her own, she applied the policy, but she used her own judgment to say who can sit in here for how long am I going to call police or whatnot. So that needs to be cleared up. It needs to be Across the board, the same, the same thing. I don't think and, it ever will. Well, then we're gonna have issues like this. Mm-hmm. And and second of all, I feel like the cultural training. Okay, that's whatever. It's good, but like really, like you gotta teach a class on how to use your common sense and how to not be discriminatory. Yes. I mean, it's ridiculous because I know when I go to company trainings, most of the time it's going one way or not the other. Right, but I think. <laughs> The fact that, like, certain people under certain circumstances or who were raised a certain way, reared a certain way, rather, um, are more empathetic than others. And I think it's that empathy, not necessarily the trend. Yes, like, it's important to come together, like, with a company and say, this is our policy. This is how we want to operate. But ultimately, I also feel like it's an individual thing. It is because what was, number one, who doesn't go sit in Starbucks? Who doesn't go sit in Starbucks? I've sat in Starbucks just to do my paper. So do you mean that just because I'm sitting here to, you know, use the internet to do my paper before class, that means you need to call the police on me? Because it takes a while to write a paper. Exactly. And so even if you felt like they were loitering, why not? And I don't, you know, I don't know how it all happened. I don't know if she just saw them sitting there for a while and then she called or if there was a conversation. But even, first of all, I'm going to already have an attitude if I'm sitting in Starbucks. You come and ask me something right. about why I'm in here. It's already going to be a problem. Right. But at least be like, y'all, you know, this is the policy. Because exactly. it couldn't be a policy for that store. I just want to know, you know, are you guys ordering? Are you waiting on somebody? Do you have work to do? Just so we're clear. Right. Not so call I, the police on somebody and then the police just come. Oh, we arresting them. What are you talking about? Right. I got the impression that no, like, she never approached. Yeah, They me never too. were approached. Me too. But... How just because you have cultural diversity training or whatever training, you still have to be an individual that's willing to empathize and go the extra mile to defuse the situation. And I fought the police for not being able to do that because you any other situation where somebody that's not black 
or brown, you can diffuse all day. Right. But when it's somebody black or brown, the first thing you do is arrest or shoot to kill. Right. And it's ridiculous because too much stuff is left up to judgment. And, and it, it leaves room for personal biases and stuff. That. And I don't, I dislike it. But I do feel like Starbucks is doing what they feel like they can to write the situation. And I don't view Starbucks as a whole as being racist or something. Like, I've never experienced any, any type of treatment like that in, in a Starbucks mm-hmm. or seen anybody that I've been with that is of color experience, something like that. So we'll see, but just know that with cell phone cameras, we coming for that ass. Every time. Every time. Because as soon as I get mine out, I'm getting it out. <laughs> getting it out. I know that. And when right. I see people pulled up on the road, like, you know, not on the highway or something, but like if it's like on the street, I slow down and And, and look me too. I do that too. Now I'm checking out the whole scene, making sure they're okay. Because Camera phone. Yeah. I'm recording. Because we remember Sandra Bland. Exactly. I be saying their names. Yeah. I wish I didn't have to say any more names, but here we are in 2018, still being lynched legally. Girl. But don't get me to preaching, because I will preach in this place. <laughs> I love you. I love you, too. God love you, too. Indeed. And y'all, too. Um, God, what else happened? I read that Colin Kaepernick is going to be named the ambassador of conscience. Um, well, he's going to receive that award. Good for him. For, um, well, we know what it's for. So, um, Uh, but uh, that's by the Amnesty, um, International, by Amnesty International. They give out that award annually. So, of course, Colin will be the recipient this year. Um, what else? I Um, I hope he wins a lot of money, too. I think that Colin is going to be fine, and I think he's going to do a lot more than, like, he has definitely changed the trajectory of his life. Yeah, and with one decision. One decision, and he'll be better off for it. Yeah, he'll be you better know, off for it. He's going to go down in history. So. Yeah, he's like our Muhammad Ali. Exactly. And that's way better than just being a football player mm-hmm. on the team, <clears throat> helping to win games. Like, that's fine. It's awesome, mm-hmm. but still. But he's done so much more mm-hmm. just by taking a stand. So we appreciate that. What else happened, J- girl? J. Cole's album came out. Yes! The real is back. The veil is back. Hey! Flo Bananas here. Peel this back. Yes! <laughs> come on, Carolina! Okay. Carolina! Come on here. Jermaine. The real Carolina. Yeah. North. Carolina. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, I'm just You know saying. we got people who listen to South Carolina. I love y'all too, but they know they know it's a rivalry. Come That's on. That's true. Come on. So um I I saw that he broke streaming records on Apple and on Spotify. As he should. I heard he beat out Drake with 36.6 million streams in 24 hours. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, he beat out Drake. How many? No, I know he beat out Drake, oh. but I remember Drake's was like one million, right? Am I making that up? I don't know how many it was, but he y'all J Cole got thirty. Somebody do your six. Googles because one and thirty six point six. That's a large leap. Yes, yeah, thirty five million people. That was more. with Spotify, or right? Thirty five million more streams. So that was with Spotify. Now I heard that Apple, when the numbers come out, it's um. It, He's expected to surpass the Spotify numbers. Mm, mm, mm. That's nuts. I've heard several criticisms on the album. I personally liked it. I know a lot of people were saying, what's the second song? Not the intro, but the second full song. They felt like he was um, 
doing the very thing that he was talking against in his last song. Like, like he was trying to assimilate to what's popular right now. I did not get that feeling. No. But I listened to lyrics, too. So when I listened mm-hmm. to the lyrics, I was like, uh-huh. I get when you it. think about the song, I mean, the not the song. When you think about the title of the album mm-hmm. and then on the song where he's, I think it's the, what is it, intro 85 or something like that. One of the songs at the very end where he's basically um, responding to this little punk person. I don't right, even right, know right. who the hell that is. But when he's responding to him. Oh, it was to Lil, it was for Lil Pump. Lil yes. Pump is the one. I was wondering who that's he was who, talking about. Mm-hmm, that's who it was. That's who it was too. That's funny. Um, but the thing is, he says something about, you know, following the trends. And he was like, I did it, but that was just a segue. So I think that that's part of. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The whole KOD. And, you know, he says something about trap beat, trap drums being trend now and this and that. Like. He is just using what is current to get his message across. It's still standard J. Cole messaging. He still talks about, you know, the things that he's always talked about. I love how he was very, very open about his mom's addiction on this album and how it affected him. I love the Kevin's Heart song. And I'm trying to figure out, is is Kevin, that's supposed to be Kevin Hart, right? Kevin's Heart? I I don't know. I, I don't know because... Because the song is about cheating and being found out. And I hope when you see this, you don't go blunt. Like, Kevin Hart. Right, right, Kevin's right. Hart. Who else is he talking about? Who is Kevin? I don't know. I didn't I, spell I, heart the same way, so. No, but I, That I, doesn't mean anything, though. Right. Yeah. So, I don't I don't know if that's what that... When you listen to it, you can kind of... Has he said what KOD stands for? Kids on drugs. I thought so. I yeah. tweeted that the other day. I was like, what y'all think KOD stands for? Kids on drugs, maybe? But this was before the album came out, but I just gathered that maybe that's what it would be. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You know, I heard the song. I've listened to the album several times, even when I drove to Georgia. Or we I went think to you Georgia. have to listen to it more than you once. You do. So, but Brackets is my favorite song on the whole album. And when I heard the um, song about his mom, he's talked about his mom on several albums. Mm-hmm. And I just took a moment. I was like, I really hope that deep down he knows that that wasn't his responsibility. Because mm-hmm. he always talks about, like, wishing he had done more. But as a young boy, a little boy, or, like, even a teenager, or going off, you should be able to go off to school and be okay and not have to really worry. And I know many of us mm-hmm. have had to worry about a parent who have had to parent parents almost Mm -hmm. but i'm one of them right but still it's not it's not his responsibility and i hope if he doesn't know that now that he like gets it at some point Mm -hmm. because you carry that you do you really do you you carry it and you feel like it's your responsibility to make sure they're okay and to even try to fix the decisions that they make as an adult right you feel that responsibility so I think that is more so why I really, really, I just adore J. Cole. I just think he's honest. I think he's open. I think he's true to himself. And cute. He is so cute and tall and skinny. He lived right down the road. Live right down the road. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the cover art. Me too. Did, oh you, see the, did you see the music video? Yes, Can ATM. Yes. ATM is like one of my favorite songs. I like ATM. I like Motivate. I like... um. Kevin's heart and I like brackets too. I just, yeah. I just, it's just something about, it's just something about J. Cole. I just feel like he, I don't feel like I know 
that he's going to be around for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And he represents North Carolina so well. It just makes me it just makes me happy and smile on the inside because, I mean, all we had was Petey Pablo for a while. I mean, we love Petey I love Petey Petey, but I'll, I'm, I'm excited about J. Cole. And yeah. I love the album. And I know people have mixed reviews, but if it's not your thing, it's not your thing, you know. So I seen somebody um, tweet something that said... <laughs> You got to have a certain amount of student loan debt to appreciate J. Cole. <laughs> I said, you better say that. You better That's say that. That's a good word. That. That's a good word. That you better good say word. that because, child, Sally Mae. And I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's a it's a good offering. I feel like it's it's courageous of him to speak out against drugs and yeah. the drug culture when it's being heavily pushed, even though a lot of these artists that are pushing it don't do it. Right. So... I'm excited. I can't wait for the tour. I'll be there. Yep, I want to get closer this time. I'll be there screaming every word. Mm-hmm. Hopefully YG won't be the opening act. So I don't got to listen to a whole bunch of Caucasian right. teenagers say, my nigga, my nigga. Right. Um, but if they are there, I'll just go and get a soda or drink or something at that time. Or roll your eyes. Or roll my eyes. Look at whoever's sitting next to you. I'll play on Instagram. Or somebody else. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. I like um, KLD. I'm yeah. proud, very, very proud. Same. In the way of music, uh, I hear Tiana Taylor's coming out with a new album soon, per Ye. Um, Janelle Monet, <laughs> I know every time I bring up Ye. Janelle Monet is going on tour really soon. She's actually coming to Charlotte this summer, so I'm looking I'll forward to going there because she's going to be at, at our venue. I'll be there to see Janelle Monet. I haven't yes, seen sir. her since her first um, album. I saw her in Baltimore. She was excellent. So I'm interested to see how her sets and shows have changed and what songs she does. And you know, I'm interested. Criticize Pink a lot, the video, and I was like, I love it. What do they say? I don't know. I, you know, people vaginas make people uncomfortable. Even though people love vaginas, but they don't love vaginas. Like it's a vagina, right? And it so is a cootie. You cat. know how like the the song is called Pink. The pants look, look like, like a vagina. vaginas and stuff like that. And so. I just think it makes like people uncomfortable. Your right. Baby. Hey, girl, same. I didn't repeat. I was getting it. Same, same. Um, and it had your boo in it. Tessa. Clearly. That was a good video. It was creative. It was different. It's not a bunch of strippers and ass and money going everywhere. It's actually some thought put into it. But that's it. what I mean, though. Jeez, that's please. what I mean by the fact that, like, people love it, but then they it makes them uncomfortable. It depends on the context for them. Listen, everything about, and and this is just how I feel, everything about femininity makes people uncomfortable as if they are not the ones they in control it. of it. Yes. You so better long, say that. So, Give me some. So as long as you're the one putting me in a video assed out naked, that's, that's okay. okay. But when I choose... When I take ownership over Of it, my vagina, I'm which with, is mine, I'm right. responsible for it, you got a problem with that. Right. What the hell is wrong with you? It's mine. Mm-hmm. You, you can do whatever you want to with it. You can objectify me, treat me like shit, treat me like a piece of trash treat me like something that's your property but when i stand up for myself and be like no this is my vagina i do with it what i please Mm -hmm. i'm woman hear me roar you got a problem with that there's nothing wrong with that video show it where i want keep it where i want give it to who i want right then you got a problem the door (laughs) the door the door not even give not even even, i'll go this far not even give it to who i want but share it share it allow you to experience right the magicalness that is that is i'm with you 
Okay. I mean, I, I, I have that argument. It, it even gets broken down into, like, when we start talking about the way we teach children, and men have tried to argue with me on several occasions about not allowing little girls to call it a vagina, and I'm like, but that's, that's exactly what it, what it is. See, if I have to rename it something else for them, then I feel like I'm teaching them to be ashamed of what it's actually called. Or that it's a bad word. Right. So then in creating that kind of shame centered around something that's literally on their person, then they grow up thinking that it's shameful, and then you get to teach her about it as opposed to her learning on her own. You know, that's right on time because... I don't know, after we talked about Wyclef on that previous episode, I've been listening to the carnival, and I was listening to um, Guantanamo today, mm-hmm. and it's a line in this. I don't know if Wyclef says it or if Lauren Hill says it, but somebody says, um, this gentle flower, fertility was her power. And I'm yeah. like, I need that on a shirt. You hear me? Because that we are like super human. Like we can carry people inside of our bodies and push them our out. organs literally move out of the way to make room for another human being to come through a canal on our person right that's nuts yeah that's nuts our blood volume increases like double or triple to supply this other human just automatically right like child birthing pain is like no other pain in the whole while we're like other people you can die from a certain level of pain, and yet women can go through childbirth yeah. and survive. And in the Bible, it says that childbirth is the closest that you'll get to, to death. death. My mom dying. always reminds me of that. So don't talk to me about some damn pussy pants, okay? <laughs> because that's exactly what it was. Like, chill out. Like, y'all be watching all kind of crazy porn hub and this and that, but you upset by some pants that resemble a cootie cat? Yeah. Get out of here. I don't have time for that. I love Janelle Monet. I'm going to always support Janelle Monet because she is fearless. She is herself. She doesn't waver in her messaging and her vision. She's smart. She's black. She's and she's proud. proud. I love Janelle Monet. She's like... <laughs> I see what you did there. She's like the, you know, the girl child of Andre 3000 and Erica Badu. Like, mm-hmm. just all wrapped in one. Like, I've seen somebody post it. Like, Janelle Monet is like... If Erica Badu and Andre 3000 had a baby, I'm like, fool! They, they do have, have a baby! baby. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? They do have a baby. Oh my God, people are so stupid. I love it. Golly. I know I didn't mean to go there, but you know what I mean. But we went there because it needs to be said because I don't like when people try to put ownership and labels on what I should do with my Correct. sexuality, my femininity that was given to me by my creator. It's not yours, it's right, mine. It's mine. And I'll do with it what I please. Bloop, bloop. Kendrick Lamar um, is getting a Pulitzer Prize. I don't know if we talked about it. We did. And afterwards, I was like, man, we did not talk about K-Dot. Yeah. So that's like one of the highest... That's my man's in there. ...honors that you can get for like a work of art or something, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. And he deserves. He deserves. People try to talk about Kendrick and this and that. But what I can say is when Kendrick started being more true to himself, using his crazy voices, talking yes. about the stuff that he wanted to talk about, that's when he, that's when he really took off because he was being true to himself. You don't have to like it. This may not be your thing, but there are people who are experiencing these things and that can understand what I'm talking about that will gravitate towards me. Right. And it is working for him. Yeah. And I love it because just the honesty 
just the honesty in his music, just like with J. Cole, just like with Janelle Monae. And I know that we weren't going to get into this. I didn't think we were going to talk about it. But I feel like that's one of the reasons why people have gravitated so much towards Cardi. And it's all this Nicki and Cardi crap. But at the same time, what I can say is Cardi has showed us who she really is Mm -hmm. from the beginning. She didn't have to be any character she wasn't a barbie she wasn't roman polanski she wasn't street fighter chun Li. she's been cardi right and and that <clears throat> and she's been honest fine that part is fine but like the honesty is what we gravitate that towards. is I, I mean it is fine yeah but show us who, who you, you are. are right that we will know like okay this is just her thing but we know who she is like, like we know who he is Nicki minaj doesn't owe us anything but i would actually love to know like who she really is but you know, you see my shoulder. Uh, yeah, the way you shrug it, like I'm usually the one shrugging. I just and there's that. Anyway, moving on, cause I don't want none of the Barbies to attack me. But I, I want to attack you. It is. Oh, I'm talking about um virtually, cause oh, okay, <laughs> you ain't as dumb as you look. <laughs> All I'm saying about that. One. Back. Okay. You know, Jay Z is um, God, he's getting a, a Peabody Award. Yes. For the documentary on Khalif Browder. You know what? I I think I may have mentioned that on this podcast. I Did had to you? stop it halfway through. I couldn't. I couldn't. It yeah, was tearing I can't. my nerves up. It I've was heard tearing my nerves things up. about it, but it's just like Fruitvale Station. I can't. Some stuff I can't watch, especially if I know that I know how it ends. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it. But I, I have watched Jay Z talk about it several times. It's I can get so, through that, it's but it's so emotional. Sad. And then when you just see his family, and then his mom, and you know his mom ended up dying. Yes. But she's in the documentary up. It's just, it is just awful. And the fact that this is not a fictional story. Like, this is not a Netflix movie or something. This is, these are people's real lives that have been forever changed because of a corrupt and unjust police system. And and he's just one young man. This is going on always. Always, every single day. It has continued despite people knowing what's going on and what have you. So, I feel like it is honorable for Jay to take those steps to try to at least right part of the wrong by making Khalif's story known and showing the, the tragedies that can and are occurring from the um justice system yeah the so-called the injustice system yes because i don't know about the justice injustice system it's even sad to hear him talk about how he had the conversation with khalif he thought everything was going to be okay and then he gets a phone call saying that he committed suicide Mm -hmm. it's like dang like i can literally see that happening Mm -hmm. you know um but he is getting the peabody up a peabody award this year um named for george foster peabody and, you know, it's because of excellence in radio, um, television, or online media. So, because mm-hmm. he, you know, put together the documentary um, in honor of Kali. And one thing I want to say, I know you hadn't seen it, but I got to say this. Go ahead. Um, out of the window, because, I mean, if you guys haven't haven't watched it, I'm sorry, it's a spoiler alert. It's been out for a long time. Right. Um, Kali hung himself out of a window. Right. And after his death, there is an ivy that grew on that window. 
You lied. That had never been there. Mm-mm, that had never been there before. That's crazy. And and it just it just grows around that window, just that one window. And his mom was talking about how she feels like that's that's him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, girl, that thing had me. Listen, thugs don't really be crying, but thug tears, thug tears were shed. I was like, <laughs> this right here is tearing my nerve. Like I get so upset. That's why I can't watch that type of stuff. It just pisses me off. Right. Like I'm getting mad just thinking about it because they put this boy in there for a crime that they didn't even prove that he did because he couldn't pay to get out and he was over traumatized a over a book bag. And when they called the guy, first of all, they couldn't find him. Then the guy said he didn't know who did it. And you still allow him to sit in there. And he was a child. His brain is not even fully developed. You put him in solitary confinement. He's having to fight off, you know, groups and gangs of people. Mm-hmm. He His brain was like altered from that like he never recovered from that and it's an injustice to Khalif and to his family that they had to endure that and to all the other kids because you know as our teenagers are not viewed as children they're you know viewed as these savage grown ass men right when they're just babies you know it's just but a 30, 30 year old white man can be a a, a, a young guy a boy a, a, just a misled boy. Right. You know, playing for, you know, locker room, talking it up. My God, he is 29 and a half. The door. Bitch, the door. You know, <laughs> like, get out of here with that. Like, it's, I'm not going to let that slide anymore. I'm going to call it out for what it is. And it was just complete and utter foolish, just injustice that it was so unnecessary. Right. Khalif should still be here right now. His mom should still be here right now because I feel like that stress... Sent her heart over the edge. But anyway, what else you want to talk about? So many things. I, I think it's worth mentioning just because I've always been crazy about Pop. So Greg, Pop, Greg Popovich is um coach for the Spurs. His wife, Erin, passed oh, away. I'm, lots I love of people. Him. Lots of people. Well, not lots of people passed away. But, yeah, I, I mean, he just seems like somebody that... I would want to invite to the cookout. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of people passing away, uh, Barb. Yeah, Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush. Away. Girl, did you see Melania Honey at Mom. her funeral? She looked like she was at a party. And I don't even mean that in a negative way. I just mean that's the happiest I've seen Melania since I've seen Melania. Melania was at that um, funeral like, everybody man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't care, honey. She... I mean, but that they didn't just, want Donald there, right? That says a lot about their even their relationship because mm-hmm. normally, first if, lady if or my not, husband not going, my husband, I'm, not I'm not going. going. And she was smiling, you mm-hmm. know. She was sitting next to Barack. So I don't know if you saw the picture. The first picture that I saw, excuse me, <clears throat> it was her, and then Barack, Michelle, and I think God, who was next to Michelle? I know. Um, the Clintons were on that row. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel like it was somebody else. Maybe not. But anyway, she just looked so happy. And yeah. then they took a picture later on with the Bushes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, she just was Bush smiling. Sen- uh, George Sr. Senior. was sitting in his wheelchair. wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Melania looked like she went to the Stepford Company and had her <laughs> had her back reprogrammed. Right. And they fixed her smile before she went there. Right. Fixed a wig. Too. I wonder. Mm-mm. Well, no, they didn't fix a wig because I still didn't see no scalp. Right. So we ain't, we ain't gonna go that far. I but just I just, wonder. I just like I was mentioning to you earlier. I think it says a lot about the class that the Obamas possess, specifically Barack, to be able to sit beside 
a mail order bride who basically said that I was, you know, perpetuated this birther theory and that I wasn't born here when right. chick, we know you weren't born here. Right. You know, they filled out a pamphlet and got you sent over here. So it just says a lot about our president because this thing that we got in the White House is not a president. Right. It says a lot about our last president who, you know, can possess such class and just laugh it off because, I mean, I guess Barack don't care. He's living his good life. Yeah, now. he's living his best life thus far. Yes. Got a daughter in college. One that's doing extremely well in school. Got a and fine amazing wife. wife. Listen. Got a fine wife Peace. with guns of steel. I said, Michelle. She does her push-ups in the morning. Every morning. Every morning. That. And she eats her veggies. And drinks her water. Well, speak me get me some more water then if that's what <laughs> michelle's doing i need to uh, honey, increase my intake honey michelle be having the guns out i'll be like yeah shell yeah it's about Shell. to be summertime too she gonna be wearing sundresses like the rest of us mm-hmm. looking good too mm-hmm. uh lots lots of things happen I, from one week to another I, we always have so much to talk to y'all about oh so there are mixed emotions about this San, the, there's a cathedral in San Francisco. It's San Francisco Grace Cathedral mm-hmm. that is planning on hosting a Beyonce mass. I saw that. And what so are they? What's the mixed? What are the mixed reviews? Come on, about? you know, like a lot of people are saying it's sacrilegious. It and, really is. <laughs> and Grace Cathedral is saying that it's not going to be a mass per se, but they want to like host something. In honor of her because she represents marginalized people, especially women. Okay, now that I can see. But calling it a mass is sacrilegious. Maybe they didn't call it a, a mass. People then. are just I think, saying that. I think that at some point one of the articles put that out. Yeah. So yeah. I can't verify that, but I'm just saying I don't see a Them Catholic church that. calling it a mass. So it's more just like an event or like to honor her for her accomplishments mm-hmm. and Standing up for marginalized. I like it. Women, yeah, I like it too. I, I don't like them if I was in a mass. If I was in San Fran at the time, but it's at the end of this month. So. Because I didn't like, um, and I know they're like friends or besties, but I didn't like Gwyneth Paltrow calling her Beezus Christ. I didn't like that. When did she do that? She, that? she said that was her nickname. and But people were taking it and making it like Beyonce, Beyonce was, was calling herself, herself that, that, and she was not. And I was like, "See, that's why I don't like that." Right. Because you, now you know we don't play about Jesus, <laughs> but you know, um, Gwyneth Paltrow was calling her um, Jesus Christ. You know, one of my favorite parts of um, I'm not really changing the subject. Still on Beyonce, but um, Beachella, 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 Part Two. My favorite part was her and Solange dancing and them Always. falling on the stage. Why was that so cute to me? It just reminds me of like sisters playing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I know it wasn't intentional, but it was so cute. Yeah, I love them together. It's like Beyonce softens up. She really does. Whenever she gets around Solange, I can relate it's her to baby. that. You know, it's her baby sister. Mm-hmm. So it's like whenever Beyonce is with Solange, it's like. I can't really ex- describe it. It's right. just like she just softens up. She lets up. up some. Yeah. It doesn't, everything doesn't have to be perfect. She wants to make sure that she's happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally get that. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed seeing the girls. Um, Kelly tried to trick us, too. I know, talking about... Have fun tonight. No one, she was coming out. Oh, no. I'm talking about, um, did you see that? What else she posted? Mm. And was like, um, y'all want to do it again? 
No, see, I didn't I'm see telling that. you, they're going to they show up on that tour. Oh, I'm I believe that. They're uh, that's show up on that tour. It's a done deal. We are what getting about, a Destiny's Child reunion. What about Farrah talking about she want to perform with the... If you... The door... When Girl, did she say that? They had I was all over social media like a couple days ago, her saying that she would be willing to perform with the girls. You barely performed with them when you were in See, it. I wouldn't think that Pharaoh would be the one. If they were gonna pull a fourth member, I would think it would be Toya. Toya can do it. Yeah. Not even Latavia. And they get in they they get along. Yeah. I'm not saying that they would, but I'm just saying if I was gonna pick somebody, it would probably be Toya. Yeah. And Toya can actually sing. Can't she? Yeah, she can. Yeah, she can, she can hold some notes. Her albums have been decent. She's the only other mm-hmm. member of Destiny's Child to go platinum. Yeah. She, she, um, Kelly's albums have never gone platinum. Right. But Latoya's have. But Latoya's have. Mm-hmm. That that came full circle for her, too. Just she kept going. being a success. Yeah, yeah she, she didn't give up. Nope. So it worked out for her in the end. I've seen her in some movies. It's funny because one of them was... In my opinion, bad movie. Like it, it just the acting wasn't that great. But um, she was like a preacher's daughter, and she left home to do some acting and got caught up with um, was it Tank? Tank. I yes, liked it. but you know he's a good actor. The Devlin is a lot because his name was Devlin uh-huh. in the movie. But um, that was well, maybe the movie. writing was bad. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like prodigal son coming back home, but it was a daughter anyway. But yeah. Uh, I can see that happening, but nobody else. Who else? Who else impacted me this week? Girl. uh, Okay, first, before I even go there. So the guy, the Nate, was he really naked? The guy with that um, AR-15 who shot up the Tennessee Waffle House? That's what they said. They said that he. (laughs) That's crazy. That he was naked. They have nothing but a green jacket. I, I didn't nuts. understand if he went in there naked or in the, in the tussle, he, he lost got his pants. Lost his because pants. you know okay. how these young boys like to have a belt, but the pants still falling down. So I don't know if he had on pants and they came off in the struggle or he just went up in there free willy style. I don't know. And either. started busting off rounds. But he, he actually, um, he killed four people. Yes. And several and others were injured. Injured another four people. But shout out to James Shaw Jr., Yes. I saw a picture of James. His arm was um, scratched up a little bit, but that was about it. So a black, a young black guy by the name of James Shaw Jr. is the one who stopped him. Now, he did get away, but he wrestled the gun away from him before. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, you know what, what was the guy's name? His name was Travis Ranking. Travis Ranking. He was 29 years old. You know what, I just said this the other day, and by no means, I hate I even feel compelled to um, preface it this way. I think I know what you're about to say, but go ahead. But I was just thinking the other day, a lot of times, white people really have some shit with them. <laughs> I'm not joking. Preach like it. it makes me so mad. Because I'm like, yes, there have been instances where black people do things and they harm people, and people who harm people are wrong, period, right? But I just don't know black people who sit around and try to figure out like how they're going to harm another group of people based on their race or, or you know, go shoot up a, a certain group of people based on, you know, their sexual orientation or who get together and decide like, yeah, we're going to have this group of people and go against white people for this, or we're going to write up these flyers and post them everywhere against, 
you know, Caucasians or Asians or like we just don't sit around and do that. No. Like what what is it about your race that you think is so superior that you feel like you can do that or or make time? Like that's a waste of time. It's, it's white. If you it's were really superior privilege. If you were really superior, you wouldn't have to do any of that. No. Like at this weekend um I went to a comedy show and Arden J was there. And you know, he's hilarious. He's still funny. And and one thing that he said that made a lot of sense, he was like, black people, we do shoot, we do shoot up stuff. We shoot, you know, and kill people. But most of the time we shoot people we mad at. Right. White folks go and just shoot people they don't even know for no reason. Like, what is your problem? What right. is your problem? I got friends now that have said to me verbally, if they're in their church or in a black church and a white person walks in, they're going to get up and walk out. Right. And it should not be that way. Right. But you want to protect yourself. Because it's like, what you doing here? Right. But it, and that's not sad. even Not even with the Charleston massacre, but even going back to the four little girls. Yeah. It's like just, something, one of these things does not belong. And it should not be that way. Can't even can't even focus on the Lord without right. people. You worrying about somebody gonna come up in there and try to shoot you. But one thing I do want to say is, I just want to mention the four people whose lives were taken. Yes. Um, it um was Aquila De Silva. She was twenty three. Mm-hmm. To Ebony Groves, twenty one. Joe Perez, twenty. And Tarian Sanderlin, twenty nine. Kids, basically. Yeah. Young were, people. Yeah, young people. And this is a this is the final point that I want to say, and I I'm not even going no more into it. But all I can say is he didn't kill four people, shot up another foe, and was in handcuffs in the backseat. Right, alive. escaped, escaped. They had to hunt for him for two days, and they captured him alive. Right. But meanwhile, people getting killed for cell phones and um, skittles and tea. And CDs and, and being cigarettes. concealed carriers and telling you that they're a concealed carrier and getting their information out like you asked and still being shot. And still being shot. So I'm gonna leave that where it's at. Shot in the back, running away. Or being shot in the back of the the boy in Chicago being shot up and shot in the back and then the police trying to hide and that like mm-hmm. nothing happened. Or being shot at twelve because you out on the playground playing. But then you want to talk? Come talk to me about why I shouldn't do X, Y, Z. I could do this every week. The door. The door. The door. Mm-hmm. Don't even come over here talking to me about that. Which leads me into y'all's boy because he definitely ain't my boy. Kanye fucking West. Oh, that situation with him and Candace Owens this week. She was so hyped. She was like super hyped that Ye was giving her props. Little does she know, like, yo, this ain't oh yeah. We not checking for Ye because this is not college dropout late registration Ye. No, it is not, and this is um, Ye Kardashian. Yes, for him to continue to push this narrative that by us calling out injustices or taking a stand against them, we're being victims. No, we're trying to prevent the victimization of those who cannot stand out and those that cannot speak up or those that are dead and gone due to these injustices. That's why we're saying something because I am susceptible to being a victim of the systems that are put in place, but I don't walk around feeling like I'm a victim. You know what I'm but saying? But it doesn't like, mean that you shouldn't call it out it once doesn't you see mean it in action. Exactly. I'm going to call it out. Right. So and Kanye West... Or Candace, whatever her oh, name is. She's a black... Ain't um, gonna tell me no difference. She's a black conservative activist. So, 
It's funny because um, <laughs> the door. <laughs> it's not really. It's not really funny, but. So, first of all, Candace is still kind of young. I mean, this is not ex- an excuse because she's not, like, teenager young. She's, like, around 27 or 28. Old enough to get slapped. And she's the one Old enough who, to get slapped the damn sleep. Who owns Red um, red, red Pill Black. And so, she's super hyped because she's a conservative activist. And, you know, she's always going off on a tangent about kind of like what you just said about black people playing the victim. And it's funny because... Um, her family sued Stanford High, which is where she went to school back in the day um, in Connecticut because she was receiving like threatening racial calls. And, and whenever they traced it back to the phone, it was traced back to a phone that was in the car in a car um, with the governor. Well, Governor Malloy at the time. I don't know if he's still the governor there, but his son was in the car at the time. So he, her family sued for racial injustice. And got like a little under $40,000 for it. But I thought that that doesn't exist. Right. So it's just funny to know that that happened. But I I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But then Tom Arnold. So she tweeted something about the fact that. I can't even remember the names of the people. But I know Sean King is the one that stood out to me. Because she was like, these three white men. And I was like, yeah, but Sean King is an activist and he's mixed. He's not white. No. He was raised by two white people, but he's not a white man Mm-mm. or whatever. And doesn't identify as white. And she was just basically saying the fact that, and I'm paraphrasing, but the fact that, um, you know, we want to go against, or they want to say something about these two black people. I guess she meant her and yay. Um, not subscribing to this left ideology, like who's the real racist? Bitch, shut up. And because um, <laughs> she was going on and on about this victim mentality versus victor mentality. I don't care how much of, of a, a victor, victor mentality I, yes. I have. If I'm going into corporate America where we make 70 cents on the dollar to white men's, you know, full dollar, it doesn't matter what kind of victor mentality. If they got in their mind and not giving me that, for the same job, it ain't nothing I can do about it. Right. So what are you because talking they, about? They're in, con- they're currently in control. Right, and and it's a it's a system of oppression. It's not just any one person. It's just like we talked about the justice system, even the school systems. It's all built out of oppression. Right. And one person that really stood out to me that spoke um out against this, and I actually posted her tweet to my um, Insta story was Bevy Smith. And she um, posted this about Kanye. She said, Kanye is the most dangerous type of black celebrity. He actively fights against what is right for us as a community. And because of fame, white supremacists will use his warped, self-loathing views as proof that things aren't so bad for us. News alert. Kanye doesn't speak for us. Right. And us in all caps. Right. And I agree with that. Because you don't speak for us. And that is the most asinine thing that I think I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, I kind of wish he was still in the sunken place. Like, just be quiet. He's in the sunken place. Well, he still is. Yeah. What you mean? I, I worry. He out there me. running around the, the Kardashian grounds. <laughs> running fast. <laughs> Talking about. I hope I didn't scare you last night. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. Here. And I, she. And I she, worry about And you. she the one. What was homegirl names? That was it. No, 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 no. That's Candace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yes. With the one tier. Racism, patriarchy. Oh. Different story for a different day. Um, Speaking of patriarchy, 
kind of, do you remember the story about the guy who hit the girl? Was the girl like 14 years old? In the head with a can? Yes, because he did, she didn't heed his advances. And when I saw it, I was just like, man, that's so relatable. Like, no, nobody ever hit me over the head with a can of whatever it was, SpaghettiOs, or attacked me yeah, like she that. she had to get like stitches. Yeah, but you know. I think most women, especially like women of color, can relate to that because we're even taught like, oh, you know, boys will be boys or just ignore them or just be nice. And then they won't, you know, like the cat calling whenever we walk by when we're young. It's it's kind of embarrassing because like it starts at a very young age. Very when you young. first start budding, it's a wrap. Yeah. And then if you if, if you if you don't respond the way that they want to, they will verbally abuse you. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, you know, your arms get grabbed or you get slung around. Or, or they, just, they just degrade you. Yeah, or in front of everybody front because of everybody. their egos are hurt. Yeah, in front of everybody. And I remember the first time I was aware that like a grown man was like looking me up and down. I was 12 years old. Yes. I was 12 years old. Even younger. And I mean... I'm not saying that I look like a spring chicken, but I you look like a baby. I look like a baby now. You look like a baby now. So right. can you imagine what I look like at twelve? Mm-hmm. There was nothing Disgusting. about me that was sexy, and I was a tomboy, so all my clothes Same. were too big. So it wasn't like I was sexy or anything. Yeah, you know. So it's just like sometimes it makes you fearful. Like you even have to reject people politely. Why should I have to be nice to you? I may even be in a nice, bad mood. Nice for Mom, what? Right? How do you know? Like maybe I just want to say no, but you have to be like, no, no, thanks. Yeah. Oh, I got a boyfriend. And then even when you try to let them down easily, it's like they push more and then you have to get aggressive with them. Exactly. But then it's like, okay, is this nigga going to try to knock me out? Like, yes. You know, you have to really think about that. I don't think men realize what women go through. Do you remember that video that came out a long time ago where they had that camera on that girl and she was walking through New York and it was just recording all the stuff that people were saying to her, the men? Yes, I do remember that. But it was relatable. It wasn't like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. It's like, yep, heard that one, been there, done that. That's what happens. Yep. So I really felt for her just because, it. it, I mean, my thoughts came from a place of not only can I relate to this on a very deep level, but I know that most of my friends can too. Yeah, I can. And it's sad. And even if you're... You know, someone who doesn't participate but will sit around and laugh when you hear it. It's dangerous. It's dangerous This to... shows you. Yeah. Because Be- if my thing is, like, and it was people around when he heard it. Uh-huh. That but what if she was walking home from school by herself? Right. Like, can you imagine what would happen? That's how people get raped and killed. I have been terrified literally walking past a couple trees where like guys sit like there used to be this um hill that we would walk down and my grandma would send me to the store sometimes to the piggly wiggly and i would walk (laughs) from the house just it was like less than half a mile from where we stayed to the pig and but there was a a wooded area and like guys would just sit there just to chop it up or whatever but depending on what group of guys was sitting there i would be terrified broad daylight Mm mm-hmm there's because no reason you know for that. they're not going to just let you walk by. Nope. They're going to have to say something, try to, you know, give some little remark. Mm-hmm. or And it's just... Follow you down the hill. It's just annoying. And it's scary. And it's harassment. Right. And then, in this case, it's actual assault. assault. And I hope mm-hmm. he goes under the jail. Same. Under the jail. Because clearly, you're in a convenience store with a camera, you idiot. <laughs>
I mean, think about that. How stupid can you be? It wasn't important at the time. I just hope, you know, wish her a speedy recovery and that, although I know she's probably traumatized, I would be. I just hope that, you know, she is able to progress in her life and do good things and move past it, all with the confidence of knowing that his ass is in jail. Fact. Did you see, man, I will switch up a subject on you in a heartbeat, won't I? You will. Sometimes I have to stop myself because I just be trying to catch up with you. Like, I haven't seen you in a week. I know it's too long. Like you can't like, be leaving usually, me and stuff. I know. I'm needing somebody to talk to and stuff. I'm going to pack you in my bag next Yay! time. I, know I probably can fit in a big one. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because. Um, get crushed up. The, there's an exec that works at my. Uh, works for my company. And when we met in. Uh, not San Fran, but when we met in Vegas, she was like. She saw my luggage and she was like, God, Tiffany, what do you have in that bag? A dead body? I was like. Just don't open it. <laughs> <laughs> she walked right past that bag, too. Um, no, but I was going to ask you if you read that in New York, they're removing the statue of the doctor who experimented on slaves. And like, the, they call him the father. The I'm doing the quotation marks in the air, guys. Father of gynecology, but it came at the expense of black slaves. Um, and so they're not just removing it. It's like in the 1800s, but they're not removing it, removing it. They're moving it from Central Park to Brooklyn in his bar- at his burial site. But I still feel like that's more appropriate mm-hmm. than having it in the middle of Central Park. That was, um, God, what was his name? Dr. J. Marion Sims. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Dr. Sims. But um, I saw when I was looking looking up the articles and then looking for some images, I just saw some really profound pictures. Like there are women who have gone to take pictures in front of his statue, wearing hospital gowns, like painted in pink or painted in red, like right around the vaginal area Mm -hmm. or like where the womb would be and stuff like that. And just, I don't know. It just reminded me that a lot of the advancements, um, a lot of medical advancements have come at the expense and lives of people who look like me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's great that we've come so far, but so many people have been, you know, either murdered or ma- sometimes worse maimed mm-hmm. in order to get the results, you know, whether it was mentally or physically, just people have done some horrible things yeah, to us in the past. It's genocide. Yeah. And it's been happening since the day mm-hmm. they realized that we were in Africa. Yeah. And even now, if you notice, like, when it comes to experimentation, the face of, like, how they get it done has changed. But still, a lot of times, it's people who can't afford certain medications mm-hmm. that end up doing these trials. Yeah. Um, and, and they get them up. I was just talking about that with my mom. They give them a hotel room. Mm-hmm. and pay for them and let them order room service and take them back and forth to the hospital and give them all their basic medicines. But what, at what cost? Right. If they're willing to pay for all of that, what do you think they're really doing? Right. It's crazy. So kudos to them for taking that statue because they took the statue down, right? Yeah, they took it. Well, they put it at his buried, like where he's buried. So it would be like a, his own. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because we, we don't need you. (laughs) <laughs> and we don't want it. We don't want it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We do not want it. Let's talk about this. 
Um, because this has gotten a lot of flack on social media, and I think it's important to discuss. I don't like it. Given the culture that we live in. So one of these um, love and hip-hop, I don't even want to call her, call her a celebrity. She's I not. smacked my lips. I ain't um, but her name is Masika, and she caught a lot of flack for Masika. posting, exactly, for posting a um, comment that says, um, I'm just going to read to you what it says, and you okay. let me know what you think. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes so I can listen effectively. <laughs> she says, ladies, I use that word very lightly. Stop Mm-mm. bragging about your college degree that you're not using. I hate it already. Being dumb enough to waste mommy and daddy's money to sit through four years or more of college just to try to do what my college dropout ass is doing is not bragworthy, idiot. Wait, did she say, uh, I'm sorry, because that was a direct quote, right? Yeah. Did you say college dropout? She was a college dropout? Mm-hmm. So she tried it and mm-hmm. failed. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because every college is not for everybody. But what you won't do is disrespect my hard work. Exactly. First of all, that's the first thing. Secondly, my mama and daddy didn't pay for me to go to school. Sally Mae and I got together and made some decisions. Exactly. Thirdly, as I yes, whip my braids around, excuse me. I don't appreciate it. That's what she said, child. That's exactly what she said. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it sounds like it just comes from a place of ignorance and a place of hurt. I feel like somebody probably, she feels disrespected by someone specific mm-hmm. who probably has a college degree. And so she decided that she was going to put that out there because she pro- is not talking about me. And probably made her feel this big. Right. And my thing is this, just like we... I talked to you about um, with the photo shoot that I had this past week. It's not even about the degree. It's about the connections. Right, the networking. The people that come in your life that you have relationships with forever. Everybody can't be on Love and Hip Hop. Everybody don't want to be on Love and Hip Hop. Having babies by one-eyed rappers. Being in a harem. Everybody don't want that. With black heels. With black heels and dusty, ashy feet. Everybody don't want that. Why would, because what's going to happen when you get 65? I'm always have my degree. I'm always be able to learn something. I'm going to always be able to get a job. So what are you going to do? She'll always be taken care of. When the child support run out. If she's smart, you ain't going to get it out selling flat tummy tea. It ain't going to (laughs) happen. Not when they sell smooth move tea right at the grocery store that do the same thing. It's not going to happen, boo boo. So don't come over here and try to talk about us because we invested into our future appropriately, right. not right. with child support. Checks. And listen, listen, going to college is not for everyone. Getting a master's degree or a Ph.D. going that far is not for everyone. Education, however, is important. However you get it, whether it's an associate's, whether you're going to the library and reading up on things. Self-education. Exactly. I mean, education or personal development is important. Let me say this. College may not be for everyone and hoeing ain't for everybody either. So I'll take the I'll take the beginning. (laughs) I'll take the education because I don't want to be hoeing. I don't I I just don't. You just said your host was in the closet. I did. But that don't mean I'm a hoe. They're hoes. I'm not a hoe. They're the hoes. Masika. And I use I that hope. when I'm talking no, no, about no, no, guys. I'm using that lightly. Lightly. But I'm and I'm not calling Masika a hoe, so to speak. But I'm just saying, some people chose choose to go to college. Some people choose to strip. Some people choose to be, you know, prostitutes. Everything ain't for everybody. Right. But fortunately, 
the education life chose me. Right. Don't <laughs> okay. I, I just, didn't even choose it. It chose me because some of us are born with it. Right. Some of us are just more inept to to grasp concepts and information and to retain information and to be able to apply it. I'm sorry, Masika, that you weren't able to do that. I feel I'm a way so about sorry. people who I, I feel a way that she would choose to or anybody would choose to disrespect people who decided to go off to college, leave their families. You know, when when some of my friends were back home and able to go out and do things, I couldn't do that. I wasn't working a full time job where that made like an actual salary. I mean, I struggled like you'd be surprised at how I got my milk or my toilet paper. Mm-hmm. I could hold on to twenty five dollars for an entire month and make that thing stretch like don't be disrespectful to the people who are out here busting their butts, getting up early in the morning to go to class and study and late at night, pulling all nighters to get their papers done. Masika, have several seats. The door. The door. Yeah, not inside, but Just outside. Knowing goodwill. After we done with this show, I got a paper to write. Get out of here, girl. But you support or what I love. Thank you. And I'm black. And I'm proud. Yes. Placement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are so silly. I know. What else happened? Anything else we need to talk about? I hadn't heard Candace Parker's name in a long time until I heard this week that she has to pay alimony to her husband. I read who that. also pl- played for the NBA. Um, she has to pay, what, $400,000? $400, in alimony. Good God. But that's, that's the tide is turning. Yeah. So now when you got these boss chicks or women making more money, I can't even argue. On, look at Mary J. I don't Blush. know. Right. But um, that's different. Can't do, don't deserve nothing. I know, but some people said it about women who get these, these huge alimony payments and right. so, all of this stuff. They don't deserve They feel the same way. So my argument for Candace is I don't really know the whole story. Right. And if it was merely because... You know, they were married and she makes more money or made more money than him and it just didn't work out, then it is what it is. Like, that's how that works. I just feel a way about Kendu because he's trash. Like, you're asking for child support for children that don't belong to her. You're trying to keep up a lifestyle, but you're the one who cheated. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... And I think Jill Scott and her husband are going through something similar, too. Really? Where she's she's the one who's going to have to pay out the mm-hmm. alimony? So, Yeah. I mean, I'm not go- I'm not going to be one of these women who sits here and argues down like the woman should never have to pay cuz it's just not true. Mm-mm. But I hate that. I hate that they're going through that. Right. And you and you're right. We don't know the whole story cuz I know too they had properties and stuff that they sold and so mm-hmm. then they split that. So I mean it that's a possibility when you're the breadwinner, yeah. no matter male or female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you don't have a prenup. Right. I really, I really hate that it didn't work out for them. That's my only thing. Um, other than that, I think that's all that happened this week that I can remember. Mm, me too. I for think you covered a good bit. This was a good talk. It was a good talk. It was like a catch up slash information session. Mm-hmm. We talked about some current events or whatever. I think it was good. <laughs> Courtney be good. <laughs> I was thinking about you when I was riding back. Courtney be good. I love it. <laughs> no, you don't. You were back here. We've already I established was this. never bad. Okay, I got terrific here every month. Uh-uh. <laughs> Your teachers didn't see you all the time. Um, but I was thinking about you whenever I was riding in the car because I was listening to like different songs, like some throwbacks and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I 
wonder what songs, like, as soon as they pop on, just make you feel a way, like, affect you. You have any? Um, yeah, let me think. Um, hmm, so many, so many. I will say, as soon as I hear, um, Fuji La. Like, as soon as it comes on. Not mm-hmm. like songs that you, because we got loads of songs that we love. But as soon as Fuji Lock comes on, like, you just, it does something to your heart. That does something to me. Also, um, Call My Name by Prince. As soon as I hear those first couple of notes, it it sends me over. Are you serious? Yes. I love that song. Did you yes. know that? No. But I when because when you said when it first come on and when that song first comes on, you know exactly what it is and it's like dun, dun, here we are and it's like oh yeah my gosh that's so crazy oh wait a minute no that's do me baby yeah that's do me baby how does how does call call my name start it starts it starts like that too though right it as does. soon as it come on you know exactly what it, it is. does um, that's one of his later songs. Um, you know, it's funny that you say that because I have two. One is a Prince song, and it's the Marion kind. And he says, I mean, it's the guitar that hits me. Mm-hmm. But he, the first words out of his mouth are, if you leave her now, you're never going to see her again. She's going to mm-hmm. need a shoulder to cry on. She's going to need a friend. She's going to need a friend. She's going to need a pillowcase, something to wipe those tears on. And I got some purple satin lace. Girl, I just go nuts. Like the guitar hits as soon as the um, song comes on. Mm-hmm. That one and um, SWV all night long from the Waiting to Excel soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's like the percussion, like in the very beginning. It's just two taps. But as soon as I hear those two taps, I'm like, the words just come <laughs> flowing. I'm just, oh, so wonderful. So I know you're a music head, and too, too and that you really feel things that I you do, hear. And, but for the longest time, I thought that made me weird. No. Because, like, I know one of my friends had joked on me because if somebody brings up a song, I can be like, oh, yeah, because I was this age and I was da 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 Like, know, I can't uh-huh. help it. You know, like, it just it just takes me back to that moment. So, yeah, but Call My Name does something to me. I don't know what. I and mean, I don't know why, but it just makes me feel like some kind of way. And you know what else? What? Oh, my gosh. This song right here always just get me in my feelings as soon as I as soon as I hear it coming on and that is I'm a mess by Anthony Hamilton yes it does something to me (laughs) I listened to it the other day I was like Anthony Anthony has another song that does me like that but I can't remember what the name of it is even even this one and I don't know why this has been on my heart but even when I hear my Love is Your Love by Whitney Houston. Yes. When that oh, comes yeah, on. Yeah, that's a feel good. Oh, oh, that's a feel good. I just, and the words to that song, the words to that song, it just, it just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Wyclef wrote that song or um, if if she helped write that song or what, but just hearing that song always, um, always gets me emotional and also at the very end when you can hear Bobby, Bobby Christina. Christina saying the record is not over yet yes. I'm just like oh 
my god that's sweet yeah that's the um the part where she says and if i'm homeless on the street and i'm sleeping in grand central station it's okay it's if okay you're sleeping with me. me yes like it don't matter it doesn't matter what happens as long as we're together as long as you and me i'm good yeah. so i that that's that's one that really really gets me the way it, it starts and as soon as it come on you hear that clap your hands yeah it's all right it's like yes come on Whitney and sing me through <laughs> so so yeah I, I got several songs like that and I probably can go on and on, on and on those are just some of the ones that really jump out at me and I don't know what it is about I think it's because Prince was such he was so in tune with the music mm-hmm. itself not even the lyrics but just the music right he it's just certain parts in his song like even when um um when doves cry that in the beginning as soon as you hear you like yes. oh like you yep. know exactly what it is i have to stop mid-sentence so i think you know because he was now i mean i know everybody wants to say Kanye's a musical genius but prince was a musical genius yep and the way that you can tell that he really like connected to his music with his emotions and the way he felt, and Girl, it carries over. So, so there's a lot I can go on and on about Prince. I can feel his as, whole spirit as soon as Kiss comes on. Yes, I will not talk to you. You know another song that used to be my favorite song when I was a little kid, what? Little Red Corvette. Really? Yes, and I don't know why, but I love that song. And then when you listen to the to the words, now I'm like. Right. <laughs> my, mine is Darling. My favorite Prince song is Darling Nikki. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my God. Another song that, as soon as I hear it come on, gets me is Dirty Diana. Yeah, yeah. It's intense. It really it's is. Intense. It intense. really is. And as soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, it's Dirty Diana. Yeah. You know, like I get excited. I mean, it's so many That's songs. That's my favorite Michael Jackson song. You know, one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. And I don't hear too many people play it a lot or listen to it. It's Liberian Girl. Yeah. I, I love that song I don't know why I love too. that song so much, but I love Liberian Girl and I love Dirty Diana, Human Nature. Mm-hmm. I love that song too. You know another song of mine that is so funny what? that I love this song. It's like one of my all-time favorite songs. Keep Forgetting by Michael McDonald. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting. Not in love anymore. We're going to play that as soon as this is over. I keep forgetting. Things will never be the same again. Girl, I love that song. I don't yeah. know why every time I hear it, I just get hyped. Like, it's brand new. Like, I love that song. I don't know if it's his voice, the beat, or everything all together. I just love that song. I'm going to have to play it at your next birthday party. Because it's just so... <laughs> yes, you are. And and just when he's saying, you know, I keep forgetting we're not in love anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like That's relatable. Yeah, like, you know, and, and I had experienced this a little while ago. Like, you start thinking about, like, because, you know, time makes things kind of, it eases yes. up. The, the hurt eases up. And then you start thinking about the funnies or the crazies. But then you you be forgetting, like, you but. You got snap, snap back, like, uh uh-uh. Right. I, I keep on forgetting every right. time you're near that, you know, I'm never going to be the one. Right. Like, you, you, it just, I don't know. I just love that song, girl. I'm getting all worked up. But I just listened to it, like, two or three days ago. I was in my car jamming. I know the people inside me was like, what is she listening to? Girl, I was getting it. I'm like that when the point when Woo! point of it all comes on, Anthony Hamilton, because you mentioned Anthony Ham- Hamilton earlier. 
Like when point of it yes. all comes on. Good one. Best of me. Shout out to North Carolina. Yes. North Best Carolina of me. Artist. Best of me was is good. You know that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one gets me. Um Oh my gosh, tell him by Lauren Hill. Yeah. Dun, dun, yes. Zion. Just listen to Lawrence Hill on uh, Lauren Hill's album <sighs> on the way to Georgia. That dun, 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 dun. He like, oh, here comes Zion. Yep. Let me get my tears out. Let me get my tears ready. <laughs> ready to cry. Ready, ready to, to cry. cry. So, yeah, um, I'm a musical person. I don't want to ramble because I can talk about it. You see, I'm just going and going. Mm-hmm. Um, and but we're back yeah. in two hours again this week. Ah, no! <laughs> yes. Over two hours. It's okay. They love us. They'll come back. Um, <laughs> anyway, what gave you inspiration this week? Or joy, or was funny. Um, what gave me inspiration or joy? I don't know if anything gave me any inspiration, but I do. Oh no 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 no! I can't say something that has given me inspiration. I don't think it was this week. It may have been a couple of weeks ago, but there is a um, popular. Um, influencer on Instagram. Her name is um, Crisada Rodriguez. I think it's her last name. And and I followed her. She she always posts like amazing content. I love her style because it's like sporty chic, but still a little bit girly. And um, last year she was diagnosed with stage four stomach cancer. And even through all her chemotherapy and she's lost her hair, everything, she still continues to post and just, you know, live her life, go on trips and um, I know she had posted a few weeks ago, she went to her favorite place, which is Miami, and she posted about how her cancer is now spread into her from her from her pelvis into her back and you know she's tired and she has a lot of pain, but she wanted to get her work done and her friends were there to help her and let her rest whenever she got tired. But the main point is is that she just keeps going. And she's like, This is my life. You know, and I got to live my life to the best of my ability, no matter what situation I'm in, no matter how down I get, no matter how sad I am. And it's just like if this girl, she's not a girl, if this woman can push through with stage four cancer, it's yes. nothing that none of us that are healthy can't, can't do. do. So that it's not just this week, but for some reason, that's just been on my heart. It's just like because when we think about stage four cancer, we know what what types of what that means right and to see her continuing on and to be open about it and transparent and to show the changes in her body to still go out and do her photo shoots bald yeah still confident and be vulnerable and talk about this stage of her life with us it just really always keeps me grateful to see her post and it inspires me to just push through you know having a bad day or Dealing with fuck boys, it's like this ain't nothing. Right. If Crisada can have cancer and still get up every day and do her job and do what she loves to do, a little heartbreak ain't gonna kill. It me. ain't gonna kill me. Right. So that's what gave me inspiration. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Oh, I probably should tell you on her Instagram too. If you want to follow her, um, she is just the bomb, and she always had this bomb haircut. And she, you know, she posts stuff about you know she misses her hair, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like. You know, it, it's just the things that we take for granted. You know, that that other people don't have um, the luxury to even, you know, to even have anymore. Right. 
Um, I gotta find her name. I I don't know it offhand. So you go ahead and tell yours, and then once I find her, I will um mention it. Okay. Um, I mean, I always find things that inspire me throughout the week, or things that I thought were funny, and I laughed a lot this past week. But one thing that really uh, sat with me. I, of course, I went to work last week, and I've mentioned several times that I was in Nevada, and we broke out into these group sessions, and I have a friend named Ryder and one named Katerina, and um, so I was in a group with Katerina, and she and Ryder ended up sharing the same sentiments with me at different times, which to me meant I was supposed to be there to hear it, mm-hmm. and um, the basic, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically well, Ryder was saying, I don't really hear you speak that often, but whenever you open your mouth to speak, everything that you say is so intelligent and so profound. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know I don't speak up just because I'm like trying to be fair. I want to give everyone an opportunity. You know, I know I can dominate a room, even though I'm an introvert, like because I press myself to make sure um, I'm just engaged all the time. But, they were basically just saying there's such a passion behind what I say or what I impart into group sessions mm-hmm. when I'm with a small group of people that it is very impactful to them. And that just inspired me to continue like doing what I'm doing, saying what I say, be myself and always adding something to the conversation mm-hmm. instead of sitting back. Sometimes you'll think, Oh, well, enough has been said, but what you have to say might impact someone specifically in the room. And it's important. It is. It's important to always be willing. It is is it it is good to listen and to receive, but it's always important to give as well, to pour into the situation, to give your input, to give your insight, to give your POV, because you may change someone's mind, or like you said, you may impact someone in a positive way that had you held back or not said anything. That interaction or that shift would have never occurred. True. And it's so funny because with them saying that, I immediately thought about Quentin DeBerry. So Quentin is a guy we went to school with, was the student body president at some point um, while, you know, we were at school. And I just love Q. I actually saw him at a basketball game a couple weeks back. But I remember being in college Mm because he's younger than I am. I remember us being in, in college and him... I walked into an event Mm -hmm. and he walked over to me and he sat beside me and he was like, T rich. He was like, every time you walk into the room, you draw the energy. It was like, you don't even have to open your mouth to say anything, but like your presence speak speaks volumes. And he may never remember that. He said that to me. I have never forgotten it. So that just came full circle for me with, um, Katarina and writer this week. Cool. And the um, Instagram, her Instagram is Crizada underscore. So it's at Crizada, K-Y-R-Z-A-Y-D-A underscore, at Crizada. Um, and she's just been a huge inspiration. I just I just think she's awesome. And, you know, I'm wishing her, um, you know, health and, you know, just, just the opportunity to just to continue to live her life to the fullest. And continue to be inspiration because we are all watching and we just love her. So, Indeed. We are all watching. Is there anything you don't want the people to forget? I know y'all better be ready to vote. Fact. Because it's coming up on May 8th. 
Mm-hmm. May 8th um, for uh, Mecklenburg County. So make sure that you have already registered to vote. Um, you can't early vote up until the Saturday before the Tuesday. Yeah, because the 7th is a Monday and the 8th is a Tuesday. Voting is always on Tuesday. Right. So um, you can vote up until that Saturday at 1 p.m. Make sure you find out where um, where your location is and vote and make a difference. So that's really all I wanted to not let the people forget. What about you? You know, I don't have anything that I don't necessarily want them to forget. But did you know, and we need to talk about this one episode, the things that we don't know that we're unable to take advantage of just because of, of a lack of knowledge. But I found out this week that if your kid makes the honor roll, because I think we were talking about driver's ed with somebody. Mm-hmm. If your kid makes the honor roll, did you know that you're eligible for discounted car insurance? So you know how no. car insurance costs an arm and a leg with teenagers because yes, they're, does. you know, brand new drivers. But if your kid is on the honor roll, you can literally take their document or like take their report card and get the car insurance discounted. Well, that's a good something good to know because I never known it. Not that there's any kids on my Right. Yet, but, but I know children. I know plenty of teenagers that have just gotten their license, are about to get their license, will be eligible for their license next year. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's, that's why you got to sit around the people who know. Yes, you got to get yourself in the spaces. Okay. So if you guys have kids or no kids that are about to or do have their license and they're doing well in school, um, I guess they associate that with good habits all over. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead and let your car insurance company know that your kid is on the honor roll. Yes. Good deal. Yeah. Just wanted to share that. What's your good word this week? My good word is keep an open mind and an open heart. Um, because I think a lot of us, Tiffany, don't be smiling at me like that. I, just, I was about to say note to self question mark. I think that a lot of us we get set in our ways and I and I God is funny, you know, and in those of you listening, you don't have to subscribe to anything that I'm about to say or if you're you don't believe in God or you're not a Christian or what have you, but I feel like God is funny mm-hmm. and the moment you say what you're closed off to or what you don't want, boom, boom, there it is. Because just because it's something that you may feel like you don't want or that you're not ready for. God may be like, girl, you don't tell me what to do. Boy, you don't run me. Like, you're going to get what I got for you. Right. You're going to get all this goodness that I got for you. It's on my time. It's not on your time. So just stay open-minded. Keep your heart open. Not to say that you're just supposed to accept any old type of thing, any old type of situation. You know, but just keep an open mind. Stay positive. Like, I had this conversation with someone where we were talking about going shopping. And mm-hmm. this person said, well, I don't have money for that. And I was like, don't say that. And then they were like, well, you, you're right because I just got paid today. It's just that's not in my budget to buy. And yes. I'm like, exactly. Don't say you can't afford You can't afford it, but it's just not in your budget. So keep your mind open about things like that because yes. you speak life into yourself or death onto yourself. So just keep an open heart. Keep an open mind. You know, that's not to say don't guard your heart, don't guard your peace of mind, but just stay open to the possibilities of life. That's my good word. I love your good word. Thank you, boo-boo. What's your good word since we a three-hour-long show? Right. So, it's simple, right? And and I know we've talked about this before with the whole just do it thing. But I think my good word is just to leap. 
Like sometimes we really get caught up in the details. And yes, the details are important because you want to protect yourself. You want to make sure that you have your ducks in a row. But I know a lot of times even I will sit back and be like, okay, it's got to be perfect. It does not have to be perfect. Just leap. And I was thinking about like Steve Harvey, you know. That you took it out of my mind when he said leap because if you don't leap, you never know if you can fly. You don't know if that parachute is going to open. Exactly. That Woo! and Woo! the reason why I even thought about it in the first place was because, you know, you and I have been discussing these people who are putting things out into the atmosphere and these things are coming to fruition and it's making me so happy. And I'm just like, okay, me too. Like, I'm going to get mine too. Like, the young guy who said, who tweeted a couple of years ago, like, one day I'm going to dance uh, or work with Beyonce or dance for Beyonce. And then he's on the stage with her at Coachella. Mm-hmm. Or the little girl who used to be in Michelle's video uh, for I Heard a Word. And she ran up to Beyonce. Beyonce came in to hug Michelle. And she ran up to um, Beyonce to hug her. And she was a little girl at the time. And now she's like, front and center dancing um at Coachella with Beyonce and I'm just like man you gotta live your dreams it's really what we're here for yeah it's really what we're here for because if we didn't have a dream to fulfill we wouldn't be here and so anything that you want to do I need for you to do it (laughs) okay do you hear what I'm saying B any if there's a (laughs) thing that you want to do I need for you I to have, do it. I have rehearsal schedule. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You make me sick. <laughs> but you love me, though. I do love you. And um, I'll put that on out there. I can't say her name, but I'm going to say to you, I'm going to work with her. Okay. I'm I believe you, and I'm going to come to the show. Yes, sure. And I'm going to pay for the ticket. Girl, oh my God, I can't wait. <laughs> um, as a call to action, guys, I would love to know several things. What are some things, what are some songs that you guys hear that immediately, as soon as they drop, your whole heart just lights on fire? What are some good words that you would like to give to me and B? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we need a good word. Yes, we do. Because, honey, sometimes I need, I'm always pouring into people. I need somebody to pour into me. Child, give me some good that. word, child. Because I get weary, too. Yep. You can't be strong every day for everybody. Actually, I wasn't strong. Like, I woke up this morning with a heavy heart. Yeah. Just, I had a bad dream. And then mm-hmm. I woke up with a heavy heart. Like, you know, when you have a uncomfortable dream or premonition about someone, but you're not in a space to where you can actually, like, say, hey, yep. you know, that wears on, on you. Yeah, so... I just woke up in a bad space, but I was determined to get through the day and to have a good day, and I did. But, you know, just in that moment, like, we all need somebody. I had to call my mom and, like, get a pep talk because I really felt down. So So pour into us. Tell us, you know, give us some good words. Tell us that, you know, you like the show. Like it, share it, post it. You know, send somebody to listen to it, you know. Hype yeah. us up. It makes a world of difference. Hype me up. That's my favorite phrase. <laughs> Hype me up then. Um, you know, you can always reach out to us on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Culture Shock Podcast. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Play. Everywhere, everywhere. Everybody mad. <laughs> <laughs> or you can always email us at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. Any final I love y'all. And I do too. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And as usual, we out. We out, The door. The door. <laughs>